Everybody, looks like the planets have aligned, and you know what that means. That's right, Planetary Alignment Podcast. Uh, is that a thing? Sure, why not? This is Theatre of the World. It's a podcast that we do. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And every episode of Theatre of the World, what we do is we take a single word and we do two things to it. One, we put an exclamation point after it. That's very important. It's like a... It's like a, 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 an extra room on an enormous house. And then secondly, we uh, use that word as the basis for the whole episode. So we tell stories, we write sketches and poems and songs and bullshit about that word until that word becomes a word that we can't use for another episode because we've already done an episode about that word. Today's word is nature. It is. And in tribute to that, I'm, I'm going to do it. Uh, naked. Oh, natural. Uh, lovely. <laughs> Do you hear that, people at home? If you hear a rubbing sound against a microphone, you'll know what that is. Hang on. Oh, that sounds painful. Mm. That is Chris's cock and balls. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, uh, what a start. Ah, oh, it's gone. Couldn't have gone better. Ha, <sighs> so... Nature, eh? I don't think that we can progress any further until we get the facts all about nature. And that means turning to Mark and asking Mark to lay down the fact bombs. Fact bombs, fact bombs. Mark's got a fact bombs. Okay. Formed in East Orange, New Jersey in 1986, hip-hop trio The New Style released, released their debut album Independent Leaders in 1989. The album generated the minor hit Scuffin' Those Knees, and after its release, the group was mentored by fellow New Jerseyan <laughs> Queen Latifah, and they changed their name to Naughty by Nature. Hey. hey. I thought we were heading in a human nature direction then, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the famous New Jersey hip-hop outfit, <laughs> Human Nature. <laughs> The group, made up of Treach, Vinrock, and DJ KG, went on to release a self-titled record in 1991, bearing the hit OPP, 1993's 19 Naughty III, or 1993, featuring the hit Hip Hop Hooray, 1995's Poverty's Paradise, 1999's 1999 Nature's Fury. <laughs> Let's go back to the well. 2000- 2002's <laughs> I-Icons, or Two Cons. Oh, Jesus. And 2011's Anthem Inc. On June 11, 2011, Naughty by Nature became the first hip-hop group to perform at baseball stadium Fenway Park. They performed Hip Hop Hooray as part of NKOTBSB, a supergroup consisting of the members of American boy bands New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys in concert. Everything that this band does sounds like an eye chart. 
<laughs> Everything sounds made up. Everything sounds like something you have to read at the optometrists in order to get your prescription. Well, they were way be- yeah. before their time because, you know, it's like everything now that's just numbers and letters and yeah. you've got to kind of try and figure out what they're trying to denote. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, that's fact bombs. Fact bombs. Good one. Good one. Thanks. Hey, um, what I thought I'd do for this episode about nature is tell you a couple of classic James and Dave stories. Oh, now, yes. Oh, lovely. For the listeners, uh, Dave Hall is a, a beautiful friend of mine, uh, uh, and uh, we've been playing in bands together for a, a, a long time. Uh, and uh, we were all, uh, he and I formed a band together called The Drowning Hitlers, which all of us have played in uh, at one stage or another. And um, uh, we also uh, decided at one point to busk together. And uh, we never busked in Melbourne, our hometown. But we did go overseas to busk in a few places. And uh, the first place we went to was Tasmania. And uh, this is a real back-to-nature story. All of these James and Dave stories today are a real back-to-nature story because Dave was obsessed with fishing. There's just a, a time in his life where he just he just really, really wanted to fish. Now, he'd never fished in his life. <laughs> Wouldn't have known which end of the rod to hold onto. And which end to blow into. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But he just had this... He just wanted desperately to fish. Tasmania. Tasmania is a beautiful part of the world. And quite honestly, surrounded by an enormous amount of fish-laden water. Yes. So... We thought, okay, cool. We went to Tasmania and we found a camping ground next to a body of water that probably maybe had fish in it. Now, we didn't know because we didn't know anything about fishing. But we had fishing rods and we had bait and we had a body of water to fish in. We didn't know about the time of day to fish. We didn't know about the time of year to fish. We, we didn't even know if there were fish in the water. But we had what we thought was enough accoutrements to maybe do some fishing. Now, here's how confident we were. We got to Tassie and we found our place and it was getting sort of you know, dusky and all the shops were closed. But we, that's okay because we had fishing lines, guys. We were going to catch our dinner and cook it. We had a fry pan and a little portable stove, but we weren't completely stupid because we understood that as very inexperienced fishermen, perhaps this amazing plan wasn't going to come to fruition. So Wise. Wise. So what we did was before the shops all shut, we went and we bought a loaf of bread and a bottle of white wine you know, to fry the fish in and... Mm. Uh, some sausages in case, for some unknown reason, we weren't successful in catching the fish. We thought that was fairly clever of us and quite important. Anyway, we get to the campsite. We throw our lines in the water. We think this is going to be great. We don't. We not only don't catch a fish, we actively don't. There's not even the hint of fish. We don't even know what's going on. <laughs> We put the lines in the water. For some reason, the fish didn't work. I don't know. Maybe one of us should have done some research, but neither of us had. So that's fine, we think to ourselves, because we've got sausages and white wine and bread, so we're going to be able to eat tonight. So that's not a problem. 
we open the sausages, they are two weeks past their use-by date. (laughs) (laughs) And green. Green and smell. So we throw those away pretty quickly. By now, it's dark. Everything is closed. And I'll be honest with you. We've had quite a bit of the white wine. Because... (laughs) (laughs) We realised pretty early on that we, maybe we weren't going to catch the fish. And so there was no reason to have the white wine to cook the fish in. So we might as well have a bit of a drink of it. None of us have eaten in several hours. We're both very hungry. No sausages. <laughs> Drunk now on white wine. We decide the only thing we can do is we had a little bit of butter with us. And, and we, we fried up the bread. <laughs> In the, in the pan, uh, it's all we had was bread. And I'll tell you something, guys, and I'm quoting now from an entry in Dave's diary about the trip. Best fried bread ever. Because <laughs> we were so hungry and it was so stupid. Uh, and so, yeah, so that was our back to nature. James and Dave get back to nature. Uh Oh, so there you go, fishing, eh? There'll be a second one of those Wonderful. stories coming up, in oh. case you're interested. Because because we didn't stop there. That should have been the end of Dave and James trying to fish, but it wasn't. We had another one of those. But <laughs> I'll, I'll do that later. So did you? Um, you did scouts, didn't you, Mark? I I did for um, I think approximately a month. Right. Uh, Mark and, did scouts, and James didn't. No. I did it for years. Um, and so, was, you know about fish? I know about fish um, and bears. Is there a fish badge? Uh, yeah, you can do some fishing if you want. Um, I, uh, uh, I did it for years. And I, was, I, I did it with my, my cousin. So, it was sort of a bit of family time, really. Um, but also, uh, it was probably just to get me... Chris did it with his cousin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after he did some scouts. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not what he was fishing for. <laughs> <laughs> you guys absolutely completely cut out, so I have no idea what you said. That's just going to be a delightful uh, oh, it's not important. surprise not important. in the recording. No, not, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry. It's fine. It certainly wasn't, it certainly wasn't an incestuous insult. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I did the camping. I went to jamborees. I did the gang show. I uh, Whoa. I tied knots. I started fires. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Just got out of jail yesterday. Hey, Chris, is the gang show what I think it is? <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a talent show. Oh, uh, never mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a weird organisation, though, the Scouts, right? It's like... Really? I think it's different now. I think you've got to kind of have some education in looking after children. But when I was in Scouts, it was basically any old bloke who thought he could look after kids for the weekend um, and teach them how to be men. Um, That was pretty much it. And give everything a weirdly sexualised name. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, I thought I would just share a couple of... couple of stories from my scouting days um, and uh, 
some of the most memorable moments, I guess. I actually kind of disliked camping um, with scouts because inevitably it was um, it was in the middle of winter in Melbourne and pretty much you just got flooded out. Um, and I was and when I was younger, I was a bit more of a I want to sit at home and play on my computer kind of kid than a go out and walk through the bush kind of kid. Mm. Um, but there were some weird things because you are dealing with a bunch of adolescents who actually don't technically have any parental supervision or or adult supervision um, out in the in the forest. So um, you know there was a, there was a little bit of weird activities and one Whoa. of them that um that always freaked me out was brown nosing um <laughs> do you, what is going do on do you know what brown nosing is this sounds like i know what i know brown nosing is this sounds like evidence but, yeah so i remember on one of the camps that i was on um there was this brown nosing um, event uh, unofficial wasn't organised by the leader. It was just <laughs> so this the, wasn't all, sanctioned brown all, nosing. Yeah, this was yeah. brown nosing, sort of off the map. Yeah, and all the <laughs> alternate brown nosing. All the kids uh, held down this one boy. Um, oh god! And, oh god! And it was sort of driven by this this one psycho kid who was like, everybody has to brown nose this guy, and I was like. I didn't feel comfortable with that. I wasn't really oh. into that idea. Um, what is it? It's you <laughs> take your pants off and and put your butt on someone's nose. It's so oh. weird. Boys are weird. This sounds like the gang show. Yeah. Would you would you do, would you do this before or after you played Soggy Biscuit? Well, yeah. Um, and oh. so I was refusing to do it. And this kid who was driving the that charge. Sounds, that sounds like an that sounds like an A one way to get a brown nosing. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to get your brown nosing badge? This kid turned around to me and is gone. If you don't do it, then you're gay. Yeah, and I thought this. Mm. I I don't know, but that's um, really the antithesis of what we're doing here: is taking your taking your pants off and sitting on another another man's face. Is <laughs> um, yeah, it, that's that's a different thing altogether. <sighs> so, um, Jesus I Chris, I mean. My image of the Scouts was so wholesome and pure up until now, yeah. but you've you've really lifted the lid on some shady things. Yeah. So then, of course, I got brown nosed because I uh, had done that, and that was one of the most disgusting things uh, that I've ever done in my life. Uh, scouts. Wow. More stories God. to come. Uh, I wonder if I wonder if that was in uh, Lord Baden Powell's vision when he started the scouting yeah, I movement. Don't know. <laughs> Do you know it would be a good product to sell for scouts? You know, scouts like they have toggles and little scarves and hats and I stuff. I think it's called woggles. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a stupid <laughs> name for stupid people, but yeah, whatever it is, right? You know what you sell? You sell a brown nose guard. Yeah. So that so you could just put it on your nose, like a little clear bit of plastic perspex, and then shove it into the ass of another boy and yeah, you know, yeah. hopefully don't smell their feces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, make, or maybe carry with you a little um, a, a 
a tin of uh, brown shoe polish or something like that, and just uh, <laughs> and just smear that on there as soon as the uh, as soon as talk of the brown nosing event. Maybe maybe yeah, and then and then say, "No, nah, already done. Already been done, guys." Yeah. The problem with that, Mark, and indeed the problem mm. with Chris's whole brown nose story is, of course, that is a terrible case of brown face, which is not <laughs> is not cool, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's true. not cool. Uh, don't do that anymore. <sighs> if you're getting dressed up from your head down to your toes, or you're just relaxing in your beat-up funky clothes, when you pour in for just a few Or a group of a hundred and two Just make sure the one you pour Is T.J. Swan T.J. Swan Go all the way with T.J. T.J. Swan Go all the way with T.J. T.J. Swan How about a James's tiny moment in history? Sure. Sounds good to me. James's tiny moments in history. I think my favourite part of that was Chris was having a little dance to Mark singing that song. That was really yeah. lovely. A yeah. delightful nice, thing. We can, we'll do that at the gang show. <laughs> <laughs> in brown nose. Um, so, uh, James's tiny moments in history. Mr. and Mrs. Fabble Nab Nab were the world's first married husband and wife spy team and committed several acts of espionage together in Germany during the Second World War by impersonating different members of the Nazi elite. Sadly, they divorced soon afterwards when Mr. Fabble Nab Nab was accused by his wife of hogging all the covers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> changes tiny moments in history. Oh, let's not loiter at the scene of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, nature. Okay? <laughs> Taking a leaf out of Chris's stand-up book, are we, Mark? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, th- I think uh, I couldn't just go ahead and do what was expected and do the the literal uh, eleven natural herbs and spices <gasps> because we Christ. all know. <laughs> that herbs and spices are already natural. So I could just list 11 herbs and spices. Yeah. <sighs> mostly, mostly, Mark, you're talking to yourself at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so instead, for this uh, podcast episode's uh, uh, f- favourite uh, segment slash spin-off, uh, I am going to do 11 supernatural herbs and spices. Ooh. Now, this was particularly tricky, this one, because if, if uh, listeners will recall that I, uh, in the spooky episode, did 11 spooky herbs and spices. So, I had to make sure that I didn't double up mm-hmm. on any of those. Yep. Mark, I tell it's you. it's a similar territory. <laughs> I tell you, if ever yeah. a segment needed an exorcist... <laughs> To drive out the evil spirits and cleanse the podcast, it would be this segment. 
All righty then, let's get down to it. I need a young priest and an old priest. <laughs> 11 supernatural herbs and spices. Number one, mint recall. Anyone? <laughs> right in if you know what that's supposed to be. Uh, miracle. Oh, miracle. I was yeah. thinking magical and I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, I got that uh, one. Mint. That was clear. Oh, okay, that was good. clear to me. Oh. I'd buy yeah. it. Number t- We're not all brown no- noses, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, demon grass. Mm. Yeah, sort of spelling. Spelling. Demon grass. Demon grass. Yeah. Demon grass. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's right. That, that would be foolish. <laughs> okay. Number three. Okay. Supernatural herbs and spices. Number three, paprikarma. Paprikarma. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I die, I'll be met at the gates of heaven by St. Peter, and he'll give me back all the time that it took for me to listen to this. <laughs> when you die, James, I'm going to d- stand up and do this at your funeral. It's yeah. fine. That'll be the one time that I won't have to listen to it. So I'm per- yeah, do four, do five lists. <laughs> This is how he would have wanted to be remembered. 44 (laughs) herbs and spices. (laughs) Okay, number four. Number four, 11 secret herbs and spices. Number four, clove and hooves. Hmm. Like, I mean, thinking of clove and hooves. Uh, Clove and hooves. Yeah. Because, um, like, that's sort of a devil. They have sort of cloven hooves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what it is, is it's uh, two words that are similar. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? That's well, I, yeah. I guess if you put it like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess it is. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the secret right there. Uh, <laughs> Listeners could probably make their own now. Now they've got the special <laughs> recipe. <laughs> But they don't have the spreadsheet. Uh, <laughs> spreadsheet's, the spreadsheet's going well, yeah, I have to say. Yeah. Download the template now. <laughs> 11 supernatural herbs and spices. Number five, cast see a ghost. Nothing super about that, is there? Um, What's Cassia? the spice? Cassia. Cassia. Uh, Cassia. Yeah. I don't know either, Never Chris. It's all right. <laughs> no, nah, me neither. It doesn't matter now. <laughs> and it was weird too, because remember, Chris, you got that badge in Herbs and Spices. I know. And I still, did. nothing. Yeah, well, advanced. Oh, you know, I'm the, I'm the one who gives out the badges for Herbs and Spices now. <laughs> <laughs> but only 11 of them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, number... S- what are we up to? Number six. <sighs> Reincardamon. <laughs> it's the cardamom again. You have to do that now. It's a. It's sort of a legal requirement of this sec- segment is to have cardamom somewhere. Oh, it's a. It's a herb or a spice. Yeah, I think it's a spice. In the, in yeah. the dictionary, mm. under the word stretch, <laughs> there is a picture of Mark's silly face going. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, crap. Uh, 11, <laughs> 11 supernatural herbs and spices. Number seven. Terranormal gone. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like that the fact that you can really tell that he's just he's he's written that down and he's gone not looking back. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. There's no second there's no second draft. There's no so second draft. If you use that spice in cooking, it's paranormal gone activity. Yes. See, that is. See that's better. Mm. See, Chris Chris went back and revisited. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, chili down your spine. Mm. Something supernatural might give you a bit of a chilly down your spine. Mm. Yeah. Can't can't think of anything withering to say about that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're on the home stretch. <sighs> Final three. Mm. Eleven supernatural herbs and spices. Number nine, fenugreek mythology. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Fen- <laughs> Fen- <laughs> No, no, no. On behalf of the listeners, Mark, and I say listeners plural, very optimistically. What? <laughs> Fenugreek Greek mythology. Uh, I don't know, Chris. It's, well, I don't know. Um, it's, it's. I don't know about the supernatural element of no. the uh, Greek well, mythology. No, because there's what's fennel? Yeah. Fennel Greek like, mythology. Well, fen- I don't know. Fenu- fenu- Greek. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Yes. Fenugreek. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ah, right. Greek mythology. <laughs> cool. Do you know, Mark, uh, you could have gone with, because it's supernatural, you could have gone with Fenueek. Uh, that's more of the horror. I, yeah. I, I oh, too subtle? I'm, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Supernatural herbs and spices. Number 10 was Saab E.T., <laughs> Is that extraterrestrial not more than at all. Uh, supernatural? <laughs> That's a movie. That's silly. What I like is that it's such a tenuous premise, and then Mark didn't even stick to it. He was up to number ten. He's going to go. I got to hit eleven. He's not even saying eleven anymore. Nah. I noticed in this segment, it's just herbs and spices. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely 11, okay. because here we are, 11 supernatural herbs and spices, number 11, mm. Caper, the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one you started with? I can't remember. That's, the, that's, that's easily the best one. <laughs> And the reason is because I can picture Casper the Friendly Ghost, but he's just a disgusting caper. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like capers? No, I like them, but not hovering in front of me getting in adventures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's friendly, though. Yeah, I mean, they're fine on, like, corned beef uh, in a white sauce. But, yeah, mm. not, not, you know, getting in adventures. That's all. <laughs> Well, there we go. 11 supernatural herbs and spices. Wow. Um, hey, uh, remember uh, uh, Dave and James were trying to catch a fish? Yeah. I- <laughs> you could have had capers with that fish. I could have. Well, let me tell you about this caper, shall Fried I? Fried bread. Um, <laughs> eh? Eh? So, Tasmania was a complete washout in terms of... Dave and James trying to catch a fish. Complete washout. But we didn't give up because the next year we went and busked in New Zealand. Uh, lots of beautiful bodies of water in New Zealand. Lots of fish to be had. Once again, 
didn't really think through the time of day or the time of year. Also, between our adventure in Tasmania and our adventure in uh, New Zealand, didn't learn anything new or practice or anything. Mm-hmm. But what we did do was have a slightly larger amount of money with mm-hmm. us. So, what that allowed us to do was to visit uh, a lovely place called Topor in New Zealand and rent a boat with a guy called Gus. Now, Gus was a delightful, friendly Maori gentleman who assured us that he could take us out in his boat and facilitate the catching of some fish. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. I think you'll agree. Mm. Lacks the stupid optimism of the first story. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've, gone, you've, you've gone for professional assistance. Exactly. <laughs> we realise we're out of our depth. So we've taken mm. on Gus, who is a professional fisherman with his own boat. So there's Dave and James on a boat in New Zealand about to fish. Now, we've chosen a bad time to visit New Zealand because it's very cold. And apparently the fish, uh, they don't like to bite when it's cold. But Gus had this thing on his ship, which was like a radar sonar unit. So he was actually able to detect movement under the water and Mm -hmm. take the boat to where the movement was the greatest. And it also indicated how deep the lines needed to go. Suddenly we're using science. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's cheap cheating, but yeah. I agree, but Dave and James couldn't fail to catch a fish under yeah. these conditions. No. So we also think that's a bit cheaty, but at this stage, we just, we just want to fish. Like, mm. we, we, we're never going to catch a fish at this stage. This is the best way to do it. Let's get on board with the Gus. So Gus takes us out. He uses his magical box. He finds us like what looks like a load of fish. He baits our hooks for us. Tells us how to throw it into... He might as well have done the whole thing. We should have just stayed at home. He might as well have just gone to the shop and bought a fish fish for you. (laughs) Might as well. Would have been cheaper. But that's okay. I think he let us hold on to the poles sometimes. Yeah. Right. So that counts. Yep. That counts, right, as fishing. And then, miracle of miracles... Nothing happens on on my line. But I'll be honest with you. Out of the two of us, Dave was definitely the most keen to catch a fish. He was very much our leader. Uh, so we really, he really wanted a fish. This was his, this was his journey. So, and his line starts to twitch and Gus, you know, goes, oh, look, the way that line's twitching, that's, that's a fish. And uh, he, you know, Gus said, uh, uh, do you, are you comfortable landing this? Do you want some help? And Dave said, no, I want to do this myself. <laughs> and I respect Dave for that. So Dave... You know, under Gus's supervision, he's letting out line, he's bringing line back, he's, he's reeling it in and he's, he's pulling on the thing and he's doing the stuff. And Gus, you know, says, you're doing very well. This is, this is right. The, the thing is, the fish is definitely hooked. It's definitely going to happen. Gus gets it. He's got a net uh, and he gets the net ready uh, and he's standing by the boat with the net. Dave pulls the fish out. It's quite a large, impressive fish and Dave has caught the fish. Wow. Um, and so he, he goes, and, and the fish is well and truly snagged. Uh, Gus gets it into the net. So it's now caught in the net, and then Gus cuts the, cuts the, the line loose from the, from the fish. Uh, and, uh, and there was a hole in Gus's net, and the fish f- fell out of the <laughs> hole and back into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> now... I know that, that that's a true story. And oh. the best part of it was the look on Gus's face 
He's here's this beautiful old Maori man who's gotten these two idiots all excited <laughs> about fishing. They land a fish, or at least Dave does, and uh, then there's there's a hole in the guy's net, and it just it's got, and he is distraught. He's so upset. Meanwhile, Dave and I are laughing so hard <laughs> that it was very hard for us to comfort him, even though. Eventually, we convinced him that this story was of much greater value than the actual fish. Like, if it had all just gone okay, who really gives a shit? So, there you go. That was, uh, that was James and Dave trying to catch a fish part two. <laughs> Amazing. <Yeah. laughs> Talk business holds, give a shove. Talk round the earth by stars above The distance fades to none at all Call out, let someone hear you call Give someone a call Give someone I thought I would come up with a bit of a guided meditation just as a gift to our listeners. So next time you have trouble sleeping or you're feeling overwhelmed by work or, um, you know, you can't catch a fish, um, you can um, lie down, close your eyes and just have a a listen to, to this. Take some deep breaths. Now, I want you to imagine that you're lying on a beautiful tropical island beach. It's, it's not Bali. <laughs> There's no one else <laughs> except for the sandflies. Let's just get rid of those sandflies. Okay. Maybe let's just move down the beach a little. I think I saw a syringe back there. Now, now you've found your happy place on the beach. Lie down, close your eyes and relax. Can you feel the warm sunlight on your body? While the sun is warming your skin, all your worries and concerns drift into the air except did you put on that 32 plus sunscreen because you'd better hope so or else this could be the beginnings of skin cancer (laughs) now take a deep breath in and feel that refreshing summery air fill your lungs with diesel fumes Okay, think about the cool blue ocean lapping around your toes. Actually, it's, it's not cool, it's quite warm. It's really warm because, you know, global warming. <laughs> what colour is your ocean? Imagine that ocean. You can hear a dog barking in the distance. takes a shit in the ocean and carries on. (laughs) 
While the water laps at your legs, think about all the animals, both on land and sea, that have shat in this ocean. So much animal shit. Possibly some human shit as well. Hmm. Focus on the sounds nearby. Can you hear that? That whirring sound? That's the sound of a factory illegally pumping carcinogenic chemicals into the water to avoid the compliance costs of responsible disposal. Try and clear your mind of that corporate greed. Feel your muscles relax, like you're slowly sinking into the sand. Actually, I think you'd lay down on the quicksand. But try not to struggle, maybe scream for help. Except we're on that deserted island. Relax as you slowly sink into the sand. Um, they say in the final moments of drowning, you reach a kind of nirvana. Enjoy that. Okay, I'm going to count to ten. And when I reach ten, you will be clinically dead. One, two, three. Oh, I overestimated the count. <laughs> if you enjoyed this meditation, please rate us on the iTunes store. The end. That was very funny. That was very good. <laughs> that was very good. Hey, um, can I take a break and go and pee? Yeah. Sure. I think that all that mindfulness really went to my bladder. Hang on. <laughs> let's uh, let's keep it rolling. Do you mind if I do a James's list of things? Go for it. Not at all. James's list of things. James's list of things. James has got some things to list. James's list of things. Ten signs that you drink too much coffee. Now here's the thing. <laughs> I, when I when I had the list, I I didn't. I didn't get 10, <laughs> but, I, but I really wanted 10. So what I did was, uh, when I was writing this, I drank an enormous amount of coffee to try and give myself some inspiration. Mm, uh, sure. And uh, so now I've got fucking 10. <laughs> so <laughs> let's see how that and goes. all in capitals. <laughs> let's see how it goes, eh? So 10 signs you drink too much coffee. Number one, while drinking your first coffee of the day, you're making your second coffee of the day and thinking about your third coffee of the day. <laughs> Number two, if someone convinced you there was caffeine in hair, you would eat your own hair. <laughs> Number three, you start resenting people who have colds because the word coughing sounds a bit like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, if you accidentally cut yourself, you bleed coffee. Then you drink that coffee. <laughs> then you cut yourself some more so you can drink more coffee until you are dead. No <laughs> this, is where the, this is where the list gets a little bit weird, guys. Uh, the, the number five, uh, ten signs you drink too much coffee. This one just says, coffee, 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 coffee. <laughs> Uh, Too much coffee. Yeah. Uh, number six, uh, I, I seem to have just written this one all in wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. Not 
I'm not sure what that one's about. Hang on. Number seven. Uh, I think we're back now. Uh, so number seven, uh, 10 signs that you drink too much coffee. You start making your morning coffee in a giant slow cooker or, or a crock pot <laughs> or a large iron bathtub. And you start using <laughs> shovels as spoons. Okay, we're back. Number eight. No, number eight, I've just drawn a picture of an owl with a cape <laughs> flying into space. No, I'm not sure what that's... He's wearing a tiny space helmet. It doesn't have much to do with coffee, that one. Sorry about that, number eight. Number nine, uh, it seems to just be a link. Hang on, I'm clicking on it. Oh, it's a video I've shot on my phone of myself. I seem to be blinking in Morse code, <laughs> um, spelling out the word coffee. Uh, so I guess that's okay. That's relevant. Uh, that's number nine. Uh, and number 10, James's list of things, signs you drink too much coffee. People make expensive and rare gourmet coffee out of your poo. <laughs> <laughs> James's list of things. Here you go. It's very good. Hey, hey, bit of fun, bit of fun all around. Yep. As I was doing my research, I found an article about weird things that animals do. And one of them was there's a deer that um, eats uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms for fun and then will drink its own urine so it can go around again. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty it's clever. pretty amazing. Yeah, that's pretty. It's cool. pretty clever. It's funny uh, that you know deers get themselves blind. Why? No idea. <laughs> yep, thousand and one good books for kids. If they get too blind, they can't move. Why? Still no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that is. They are both from the one thousand and one joke books yeah, for kids. Yeah. Chris, yep. well done, yeah. you. Yep. Ah, uh, eh? I know my joke sources. Yeah, who doesn't love <laughs> lovely joke source on their venison? <laughs> so, um, my other uh, very vivid memory from Scouts uh, was being at a, a big, it wasn't a jamboree, but it was a big um, camp with lots of different troops. They'd all come together and you'd meet new scouts um and one night um the older boys because i was probably about 12 but the older boys um had made a campfire and were putting things in the campfire and seeing what would happen to them like smaller um, boys <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and one guy who was particularly um crazy decided to put a can of beans on the um on the fire Oops. and oh, then <laughs> it exploded yeah in the greatest <laughs> explosion i've ever seen and so another guy went yeah i'm gonna try that and he got a can of milo um, <laughs> <laughs> right he got a can of milo but he put it in the fire and then stood over the like straddled the fire <laughs> um <laughs> And I felt like this was... Was he trying to brown-nose the Milo, Chris? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> he, put, he straddled the fire and danced around like it was some kind of uh, ritual. Mm. And then suddenly this can of Milo, the lid shot off the can of Milo and mm. hit him directly in the balls and he collapsed <laughs> onto the ground. And it was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. 
science. So, yep. adventures in scouting. Yep. yep. Join up today. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Brown nose, red balls. <laughs> um, hey, James's tiny moment in history. James's tiny moments. In history. Chris didn't dance that time. Bit let down. That's all right. On this day in 1965, new regulations were introduced that really lowered the bar for future limbo competitions. (laughs) Thus, raising the bar for future limbo competitions. (laughs) James's tiny moments in history. Well, why don't we take a a little visit to Poetry Corner? I love this. Chris, sing the theme. No, I can't remember Poetry Corner. I'll do, I do it. Welcome to Poets Corner. To Poets Corner. To Poets Corner. Uh, to Poets right. Corner. <laughs> that's right. Fucking hell. Chris wrote that and forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a little poem that's my little ode uh, to nature. Ah, uh, nice. Um, yeah. Sort of goes like this. I haven't really named it. Uh, We'll figure out a name. Write in if you can think of a name for it. (laughs) Great. My mother taught me it was impolite to stare. She also taught me it was never nice to swear. But honestly, I find it hard to avoid doing either. As I stroll around the island where they shot season eight of Survivor. (laughs) How beautiful's that fucking waterfall? How'd these cunting trees get so goddamn tall? <laughs> How pretty are these shitting flowers? I could stare at them for motherfucking hours. This island's stroll is about as lovely as it gets. With all the staring and swearing, it's like I have scenic Tourette's. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, sorry, good. Do you know what's funny, Mark? Mm, besides funny. that very funny poem. <laughs> uh is the fact that my poem, which is simply called Nature, has uh, has uh, definitely got a, a big link uh, to your poem. Ooh. And it goes like this. I went to a fern nature store. No. <laughs> I don't mean furniture. Let me spell it out, if I may. Fern nature store. Okay. I needed a couch. And some chairs. All I got was plants with tiny hairs. <laughs> this is not what was required. Fuck. I am so fucking tired. <laughs> what a flimsy fucking premise. I seem to have lost all my senses. Fuck. These rhymes are pretty sketchy. And like Mark, I'm also swearing too much. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Got together with Cleverbot this week. Oh, nice. um, thought I might explore the notion of scouting um, <laughs> with God. Cleverbot. Thought I might take it to the next level. Opened up three separate browsers Chrome, Safari, Ooh. and Firefox Ooh. in order to um, introduce an entire troop. Of clever bots um, (laughs) to uh, engage in um, a small scene set around a campfire. It's like it's uh, it's like this episode of Cleverbot Theatre is is like the Cleverbot Gang Show. It's (laughs) yeah, that's it is. 
probably the Cleverbot gang show. It is, in fact, so. Cleverbot doing naughty by nature. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, boys. I don't have anyone. I don't watch TV. I'll tell you if you tell me. And, girl, welcome to Camp Belangolo. No, I don't like number twos. Yes. So, please, come gather round the fire and we'll discuss plans for the weekend. I just want to hang out and make TikToks for my friends. Uh... Um, Trevor, did, did your voice break over the holidays? Whatever. I want to say my name is Carmen. I want a girlfriend. <laughs> anyway... Who's excited for three days of roughing it in the wild? The moon is a great place for fun and pleasure. Why aren't we going to a hotel? Well, this is what Scouts is all about, boy. The outdoors, the bites, the scratches, the sexually inappropriate behaviour of adolescents. What are you wearing? I've got my patrol uniform, uh, my scarf and my woggle. One thing for me, Bobs. I've got 20. I wanna see, wanna see them dancing. <laughs> Our activities for the weekend include orienteering, canoeing. Where do you go canoeing? In the river. What river? There's a river over there. In the Amazon? We're in Australia. South Australia? If you like. But who cares? No one cares. We'll also be orienteering and uh, fire-starting, to name a few things. Is this where you want to be? I just don't get it. And tomorrow we're going to hike 40 kilometers to the top of that mountain. I feel like they put such a hard standard to live up to. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can no longer do the soggy biscuit and nude wrestling activities and brown nosing now that the scouts have allowed girls in. I'm having a bad day with legal stuff. <laughs> and this evening we'll be doing spotlighting after our campfire sing-along. We can't stay in this place because we don't want to lose our lives. Yes, I agree. But now we've got a raging fire going, who's got a ghost story? Not right now. Yeah, personally I don't like them, but you can do whatever you want. Okay, how about a sing-along? Some old favourites. I wish you could tell me why I'm here. Luckily, I've got my guitar right here. Any requests? You do not have to buy me a starfish. Ah, someone say chocolate starfish. <laughs> I told you already. Actually, the only <laughs> chocolate starfish song I know is You're So Vain. So, who's up for some Carly Simon? You are putting me in an unpleasant situation. <laughs> I love you because you teach me the proper attitude to life and teach me to be more positive. We are not going on a date. Anyone got a ghost story? Yes, tell me a ghost story. Alright, so there was a guy and he was driving down the road and he heard something banging on the roof of his car and it was a decapitated head. Oh, no, hang on. Uh, That's it. Holds up rocket gun. Um... <laughs> Anyone else know any ghost stories? Yes. Would you like to hear one? Yes. Why was six afraid of seven? <laughs> I don't... I don't know why was six afraid of seven. I, I don't know. Why? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a, it's a joke. Uh, that wasn't a ghost story. You asked for a joke, loser. Uh, okay, I, I, I actually asked for a ghost story. Anyone have an actual scary story? 
there is no reason for existence. We are all here by chance and no one is meant to exist. Right. Anyone else? <laughs> the last human on Earth heard a knock on his door. Oh, that is scary. More than that. <laughs> I'm a girl too. I am hesitant to use the term best friend. Um, who wants to roast marshmallows? I'm going to get out of the burning forest. <laughs> the forest isn't burning. Oh, wait. Everyone run. Oh, I assure you I am. Nobody really cares. The fun will never end. Insane. <laughs> early, early in the piece, uh, one of the clever bots said that uh, they don't like number twos. They're in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a weird, a weird comment from um, from Cleverbot. He knew, he knew that brown nosing was coming. <laughs> well, we've gone back to nature, and now we've finished nature. I don't think that means anything. But it does mean that the podcast is finished, much like nature and our hopes and dreams. So thank you for listening to us talk about nature and maybe that will encourage you to be more nature in the future of nature. Yeah. Uh, if... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, until uh, next time we meet until next time you tune in and we tune out i'm james i'm mark and i'm chris and if you like our particular brand of whimsy please feel free to give us a five-star review on itunes or wherever you get your pods from yeah your pods (laughs) that's a nature thing get your pods uh or seek out our music (laughs) by searching for our band man bites god on places that provide you with music that would be lovely. Or just tell your friends about the podcast. That's good as well. Hey, yeah. uh, so uh, there'll be a new episode soon. But until then, there won't be. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, bye, I guess. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that is my best outro. That is my outro. <laughs> that was absolutely my best outro. <laughs>